0: Welcome to episode 57 of the Muck Podcast, where we discuss the dark and sometimes weird true stories in American politics. I'm Tina Jaramillo. And I'm Hillary Doherty.
1: Hilary. I've got quite a few things to say to you this morning, my friend. First of all, it's not on my list here, but I just thought about this this morning, is that it? It it is hilarious to me that uh, when you walk in the door, what's being cleared off the table is another computer because... <clears throat> Excuse me. My husband teaches Sunday school on yes. Zoom. Yeah. So Sunday school clears out. And the muck rolls And then the fucking in. muck rolls in. <laughs> <laughs> like, this is a studio like no yes. other, my friend. So I think that's pretty funny because I was yes. listening to him talk today, which is basically a fucking lecture. Like, I'm sorry. Like, oh, God, I can't. I remember Sunday school.
0: Honey, no. Yeah. Um, my Sunday, well... I had I always had interesting Sunday school teachers. I had one lady that would play the guitar. Oh, and, see. Like, I like it was that. like fun. Yeah. It was like fun stuff. I like that. This is yeah. like open up and your I, heart. If you open the door, then Jesus
1: will come in. I'm like, oh God. Okay. So all right, here's my list. First of all, I was editing the episode last week and I said bitch to you like a thousand times. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what is wrong with me what the hell why so i apologize and i know i'm not you know i'm not calling you up like oh, you a no. bitch i know you know it's in a context of like yes, girl okay yes. but it was so many times oh, i was like i what didn't is- notice <gasps> it there's something wrong with me like i i don't know what happened and it reminded me of our first episode where i was like honey honey yeah. honey <laughs> like a, a lunatic so that's number one and to anybody listening who was like is she gonna say bitch again yeah i'm sorry <laughs> um we woke up last Wednesday, the day the la- after the the last night Trump was in office. We yes. woke up Wednesday morning, the day of the inauguration of uh, President Biden. Yes, and found that there were more pardons in the middle of the night by this oh, creepy my motherfucker.
0: Yeah, it was just like shit. I mean, but it was just like basically anyone that wrote him yeah. a letter got a so, pardon. It seems
1: we had already mentioned quite a few people we knew that got that we've covered, and the new one. Was who I had just covered yes. on our, one of our, for the second episode of season two of Kwame Kilpatrick, yeah. which is unfucking believable. That was a 45 minute episode for my story alone. Yeah. And I said in there many times, like, this isn't even close to all of the things this guy was involved yes. in. It's unfucking believable. And, and you
0: even said,
1: Yeah, he's the uh, wrong he's, color per, yes. a person no. to get the party. No. I oh, was yeah. thinking when I saw it, I was like, maybe Trump. Heard the muck. <laughs> I was like, "Oh, that bitch doesn't know what she's." Oh, yeah. bitch. That bitch doesn't know what she's talking about, yes. and I'm gonna prove her wrong. But like, yeah, who was possibly involved in a murder, built millions of dollars out of people, the city of yeah. Detroit sunk them into a hole um so when we put up this we put up all these graphics last week that you made these beautiful graphics that was like here's a pardon here's pardon, a pardon. Pardon, all these people pardon, pardon. These, yeah <laughs> you know commuted sentences and so kwame kilpatrick was one of them and i, I put it up by all my michigan people were writing to me so carolyn peterson oh. uh, who's from michigan she lives in hawaii now which is lucky lucky girl she is amazing uh, she's amazing and amazing. so supportive of us too
0: and she a great writer yeah oh amazing she's writer she's incredible yes
1: um, she wrote to me and she was like, Oh, you have no idea how much this <laughs> is. This? <laughs> like, she's like, I had to wait like years to get my $9 tax refund, like from Aww. the city. Like, she was so pissed. Um, and then my cousin Jeff wrote to me. He lives in New York. He works on movies and uh, documentaries. And oh, he was hey, and he's, Hey,
0: hey, 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 uh, there's a great uh, documentary in the works called The Muck. Yeah. <laughs> we, Jeff can is our executive producer. Great work with you. Yes. Just letting you, just saying. So he, put it out he
1: sent me two messages. First, he sent me a message that said he worked on the Get, Get Me Roger Stone documentary. So he actually was in the room with Roger Stone at some point And it was like, ugh. And then two, um, I hope I'm not revealing too much. I hope that's okay that I'm saying that. And then two, um, that his friend was a detective in Detroit and was one of the whistleblowers on the Kwame Kilpatrick, Ooh. which is fucking it because he's yeah. from Michigan. So anyway, I thought that was really cool. But anybody yes. was like writing to me and was like this and pissed. People are pissed. And- the funny thing is that we then, because, um, I shared that story again on Twitter and then on our, our Facebook, yes. the people were looking up Kwame Kilpatrick that day. Um, our post, yeah, was our coming post up came up that was yeah. like, can you believe this <laughs> fucking guy? You know, whatever. And they were people actually cheering that he was getting, yes. pardoned. they're like, yes. yeah, so this happened because he's black. And it was like, it's so fucking ridiculous Yeah, because he was so guilty and did so many terrible things to that, to hurt that city. And really just dis- the disappointment that happens when someone you have hope in as a politician, which is, yeah. which you got to like really know what you're saying. Like if you have hope in someone who's elected, you got to really take a second because there's a good chance they're going to disappoint you. Uh. And that's what I think happened with this guy. He was so, they had, he no, had so they much hope him. from those people, from yeah. people in Detroit. So, okay. That's uh-huh. another thing. The third thing is. That I want to get a nose ring, okay? And yes, do it. Every, okay, that's that, like a little, a little stud, yes, honey. Tiny a little stud, like baby, baby. Oh, tiny. adorable. Okay,
0: thank you. Um, it would go great with the. Amazing outfit you have on today!
1: Thank you. Oh, thank you for oh, noticing. Amazing! Oh
0: my God. I stopped in my
1: tracks, honey. It's all <laughs> happening over her. Okay, I have on my favorite thing I've ever purchased in my entire life. First of all, I'm a jumpsuit queen. Like, give me a jumpsuit it. every day of the week. It complements my figure, but I'm wearing a lavender like work jumpsuit. So it looks like something a mechanic would wear. Yes, I love it. And I'm going to have my name embroidered. It's going to be the new
0: uniform of the party.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It says, let's get to work, bitch. Yes. Oh, okay. So nobody in my family is behind supporting me with this nose ring. My daughter literally cried. My son was like, I'm going to be so embarrassed. My husband actually told me this morning, it's hideous.
0: Oh no. That I'd be
1: hideous with a nose ring.
0: Yeah, but it would just be like a little study. I told it would him. Be a I said, tiny, like little uh, yeah. sparkle. I right said, there. I don't
1: think you have any idea what I want. I'm not talking about getting this no, monster thing. No, you're
0: not gonna get like a huge. No. Uh,
1: he's accusing me of having a midlife crisis, which is entirely possible. <laughs> but with my pink hair right now, honey, and my jumpsuit, I'm living. Yes. I am fucking living. Let's so live it. Who gives a fuck? <laughs> well, <gasps> and then my daughter said, "Well, you can. It's fine with me. if you just take it out when you're around my friends." And Aww. I was like, "Oh my god." That
0: doesn't hurt my feelings. I'm fine with that. I said, okay. I mean, it's at that age, you know, where everything is <laughs> embarrassing. Everything is embarrassing. They
1: don't know how people will react. I yeah. said, I really don't think that you, I think you're making a bigger deal out of it than it is, but no, I don't really no, know. I'm to just
0: imagining like a little stud, a yeah. little, little, and a little spot of glitter right so there. So, Mary
1: has a nose ring, and I was you like, can, girl, I need your help. Like, where hmm. should I go? Whatever. So, she sent me a name, and then I went to their Instagram page, and they have like these little, even flat, like gold discs. Yeah. You know, they're tiny circles that would go, that would be so small yeah I don't know like I really want to do it I wanted it since I was 18 and when I told my mother at 18 I wanted it she fucking had a breakdown so so I
0: never got it oh I had so I used to have and I loved it I used mm-hmm. to have an eyebrow ring oh I had a, and it was tiny it was a little tiny yeah little thing right there with a little it was just like a little stud kind of yeah I loved it thought it was cute yeah. I mean, it was the time, but I was like, yeah, I'm doing it. And I had that. I I did like the belly ring too. Ugh, not good. <laughs> that wasn't the wise choice, but I liked my eyebrow one. Yeah. And I remember, remember like guys with the eyebrow ring
1: was cute. It was cute. Do I remember Timothy Olyphant in a movie with an eyebrow ring? That oh, cutie pato- was was that that oh, was that that party movie? Oh my God.
0: I love that movie so much. Uh, go,
1: go. And by the way, this motherfucker ages like he's beautiful. Oh my god! Uh, uh,
0: Santa Clarita uh, diet. He's uh, adorable. Mandalorian. He's in the oh, second yeah, season of Mandalorian. Is in second
1: season of that. He is delicious. He is adorable. Anyway, also my last two things. I don't know if you have a. Li- I had started a list. I'm yes. sorry. No, it's fine. Um, we just recorded. So after our last episode last week, we recorded yes. a little muck with. One of the most fabulous people we've ever had on this show. Oh,
0: she was amazing. She
1: was amazing. And the second we stopped recording, I like dropped my headphones and yes. fell to the floor <laughs> screaming. You were screaming. We high fived each yeah. other. Like we are so fucking excited about our February. But we're recording our second February one today, and oh, it's going to be so and he's fucking gonna be amazing. Good. Too. He's going to be amazing. I mean. So February twelfth, keep an ear out for a little muck. It's going to be so good, and you're going to love it. And then this Friday finally red Tide radio our like super secret podcast boyfriends (laughs) well we have a couple super secret um uh, podcast boyfriends but red tide radio that episode comes out on friday and that show is fucking killing it and so i'm so excited for all to hear that and talk about if you're interested in florida politics especially the party florida democratic party um, they definitely spill the tea yeah. when it comes to the party on that show and they talk about the importance of being involved and making change and what's why progressive democratic policies are what we, we, need, we need to really distinguish ourselves from the Republicans even. So um we need to get on it and I'm excited. So keep in, so listen on Friday to Red Tide Radio, listen to Hillary go
0: goo goo ga over yes. these guys. And it was, that's it, it. It was such a great interview. Oh, it was so such much. Such a good interview. And there's
1: so much fun. So uh, I really enjoyed it. And I think that you guys will love it. So I'm, do you have anything you'd like to share this week, Tina? No, I mean. I'm, <laughs> Did I take I'm, up
0: enough time? I know. I mean, I'm just happy with the inauguration. Girl, please. Um, it, I was happy that I got to uh, watch it. I wore my pearls. Mm. <laughs> um, I was so happy to to celebrate this new administration. And I, I have hope that they will do good things Did, um, excuse me
1: but the the fucking sun hadn't even set yet on day one and this motherfucker signing executive yeah, orders that I were mean, making number me one with COVID cr- and like well, well
0: the thing though that was shocking is that uh the the report that came out of uh you know Biden's uh, team like okay well let's see what the COVID plan is and that there was nothing right and well it's just like
1: the healthcare plan that we never saw <sighs> It, I mean, uh, it's just, It's. It, I mean, people are dying. Well, we're back in the climate, the climate agreement, oh, which yeah. is like, thank God. Yeah. Um, also, so, so many great things. So many great things. Stop the Keystone Pipeline, which our beloved coward uh, fucking Senator Marco Rubio, oh, this guy. who's my number one target for
0: 2022.
1: I, I, yeah. I know DeSantis is a target. I get it but I'm focusing on that fucking Senate seat. Yeah. I want him out. I want now. him out,
0: but I want DeSantis out so bad for Me too. I mean, Me he's too. like a mini Trump. But it, this he's, guy he's so dangerous. The second
1: Trump leaves office, all of a sudden Marco Rubio comes out of his hiding space. Yes. And, like, and with that oh. video, I, he puts a video out <laughs> finally with the right US, USF yes. uh, hat on. Um, and he's he starts making comment. He's opening his big fucking trap. Like he's, yeah. now he's got something now to say. Now you care. As if he's, the, he's setting himself up for a presidential run. Yeah. Go ahead and try it. Because you're not even going to be in office in two fucking years, you piece of shit.
0: Ooh, Fuck off. Spine. He's so spineless. Mm. So spineless.
1: Can't stand him. Also, I saw a great New Yorker uh, cartoon, and it was at two helicopters, and they had the, these giant sage yes. that were burning, and they're they're
0: flying over the <laughs> White like, House. It's not enough. It's not enough. <laughs> <laughs> it's not enough. Get Ugh. rid of that
1: bad juju, girl. Yes. Okay. okay. I am first this week. Yes. Okay, so I am going to cover... The disappearance of former FBI agent Robert Levinson. Do you know about this? I don't know. Okay, so... Ooh, I'm so intrigued. Yes. I'm I think it's so muck. Intrigued. I think it's muck material. I was little, at first I was like, mm, I don't know, but you know what? It goes, it's very, very much mucky scandal. Listen, CIA do, stuff. I, I know, know. But we
0: do maladies. We do mischief. Okay. We do everything. I
1: mean, it's not just. Girl, believe me, I listen. dug into our subtitle and go, well, I think it fits. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's so,
0: why the subtitle is important.
1: <laughs> <laughs> that's right. We're giving it to you. So, um, the reason I know about this story, or that I that I've always continued to hear about it, is because my other I have so many super secret boyfriends, it's ridiculous. They're yeah, all over the country, yes, honey. I it's can't like believe it. I'm so charming.
0: I mean, what is your number one secret boyfriend, Ted Deutsch, gonna how's he gonna feel so about that? That's who
1: we're about to talk <gasps> about. My super secret doesn't know it, but we're yeah. so happy together. <laughs> US rep <laughs> Ted Deutsch. He's my US rep here in South Florida. And he's really handsome. And I, I just want to, for a moment, tell you about when I first met Ted Deutsch, just for a little second in the podcast. If you'll just <laughs> indulge me, audience. It was November 2018, and he came to a polling site. And Alfredo, my be- other beloved super secret boyfriend who will never have anything to do with me because I have a vagina, um, <laughs> he told me, I'm going to get Ted Deutsch to this polling site. You should be here at five o'clock. And I was like, Holy shit, right? So I go to the site. He fucking rolls up and I, butterflies, honey. Let's take a picture. Everybody, let's take a picture. I was like, (laughs) I swear to God, I elbowed Adam to get the fuck out of my way so I can get on the side of (laughs) Elton Deutsch and he put his arm around me and I, it's a moment I'll, when I die, that will flash in front of my eyes. Oh my goodness. Obsessed obsessed wow. and so and
0: here's another thing I should thing. send you the picture I have where it's just me and Ted what? A picture together?
1: I will cut your face out and put my face over it and then I'm gonna do a voodoo doll with you on it okay. uh so anyway I adore him and I don't want to say love because that's too much and it would be scary if I oh, said it at this point I now now that you're talking
0: even though you're talking about this I think I know where this story is going
1: you have said, you said to me last week, maybe we could get Ted Deutsch on the, on yes. the muck. And I was like, uh, I don't know if I could talk if Ted Deutsch was on the phone. Like, I would be so incredibly nervous. No, you
0: would be professional.
1: I know it. First of all, I would melt into a puddle, but I would do my best to not tell him how much I love him. Or, oh, scratch that, adore him and yes. obsess with him. Okay. Yes. Anyway, then he'll be like, uh, yeah, I gotta, gotta go, go. by yeah. yeah. <laughs> stalker ish. So, anyway. He uh, talks about this Robert Levinson all the time because yes. they were constituents in Coral Springs. Yes, right. Yes. So now I know this story. Yeah. So um, our former U.S. Senator uh, Bill Nelson was a big advocate for this family because they're a Florida family. Um, when 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 Robert Levinson went missing, and then Ted Deutsch kind of picked it up. Yeah. and has always been putting things out. Yes, to to yes, keep it under, to keep it out, and and keep talking about it. Okay, because he was missing for a really, really, really long time. All right, so let's get
0: into it. Okay. Um, yeah, because I don't know the details of the story. You know, okay. I know, like, briefly. So yeah. I'm I'm excited to kind of know more. Okay, great. So here we go. So a little bit about Robert
1: Levinson. He was born March 10th, 1948, in Flushing, New York. He intended, attended New York University and City College of New York in 1970. He married his wife, Christine, and they had seven children together. Ooh. They uh, Robert worked for the DEA for six years before going to the FBI, and during his time there he specialized in investigating organized crime in Russia. Ooh, which is kind of cool, right? Yeah. And he re- dangerous. Totally, totally. He retired in 1998 and then started working as a private investigator. Um and because of his FBI background, private companies would hire him to investigate adversaries and business dealings in other countries, right? Ooh. Because he had all of this yeah, he knowledge knows and how background to do this. Exactly. Another thing is like when you look at his picture, it's he looks like just a regular run-of-the-mill guy. Like, he does it, he he blends in. In, That's how I think. I mean, that's what, I think why he was so good at this, too. Okay, so let's just get right into the disappearance because there's so much behind it, but... Um, on March 8th or 9th in 2007, according to the State Department officials, Levinson traveled to Kish Island in Iran and checked into a hotel. So Kish Island is in the Persian Gulf. It's a tourist destination, and it's a stronghold of international organized crime Ooh. and a free trade zone, meaning Americans don't need a visa to enter. Oh. Okay. It sounds like something out of a fucking movie, yeah. like Indiana Jones, yeah. like who the hell's, who's in this yes. crazy, like who's on this island? So reportedly, Levinson was in the Middle East to investigate cigarette smuggling on behalf of a client. During the visit, he meets with an American fugitive, Dawood Salahuddin, who is the last person to acknowledge seeing Levinson on March 9th. US officials believed Levinson had been arrested by Iranian intelligence officials to be interrogated oh. and used as a bargaining chip in negotiations with Washington but every lead fizzled out and Iran repeatedly denied any involvement in his disappearance.
0: Okay, so they there was no hey we have this guy so that's sort of a rumor that Well,
1: something starts to be, you know, the thing is is that what what comes out along the way isn't what's happening behind the scenes and we find that out later, but some like the family knows things. The FBI knows things that they can't put out to the public right. because they think it'll it will um, hurt his chances of surviving this. Okay. Right. Yeah. So they don't jeopardize. Yes. So they don't really put too much information out. Right. But and then,
0: because then, then, if you want to try to catch someone, like you got to yes. know who's really involved, and if you give all the info, then yeah, you can't so, distinguish if someone's bsing you, right? Either. So
1: in the beginning of this, we don't really know too much except this guy's yeah. missing. He's he's been taken, right?
0: A month. And like a cigarette smuggling. Like what? Right. That to me, is like girl, what? come on. You're gonna go overseas for that, just honey. So on April 4th, 2007, a little over
1: three weeks after Levinson was arrested, an article by Iranian state-run Press TV stated that, quote, he has been in the hands of Iranian security forces since the early hours of March ninth, and, quote, authorities are well on the way to finishing the procedural arrangements that could see him freed in a matter of days. Okay. The same article... Explained that it was established that Levinson's trip to Kish was, quote, purely that of a private businessman looking to make contact with persons who could help him make uh, representations to officials, official Iranian bodies responsible for suppressing trade and pirated products, which is a major concern for the company that he was working for.
0: Okay, okay, so yeah, all these so things, he's like, okay, the guys the here story. legit. Yeah, he was arrested, but we realized like he's there on on yeah. a good faith effort, yes. whatever. We're gonna let him go. Yes, but now no, there's three do- weeks, right? So. But this is three weeks, but now it's documented that he yes. was arrested. And this is also by, a state run by the news.
1: Yeah, yeah, okay. So in June 2007, so now here we are in June, still nothing. Yeah. Uh, President George W. Bush released a statement on Levinson's case saying, I am disturbed by the, quote, I am disturbed by the Iranian regime's refusal so far to provide any information on Robert Levinson, despite repeated U.S. requests. I call on Iran, Iran's leaders to tell us what they know about his whereabouts, end quote. And it was reported in August 2007 um, that Christine Levinson, wife of Robert, was planning to a trip to Iran with their oldest son Dan to be like, where the fuck is he? Right, the Department of State stressed that there was a travel warning to that country and they would be doing that on, at their own risk. And then Iran announced on in September on September twenty third, two thousand seven, that they would be allowed. This family would be allowed to visit the country. Um, And in December of 2007, Christine and Dan traveled to Iran to attempt to learn more about Levinson's disappearance. They met with Iranian officials in Tehran Tehran, and traveled to Robert's Hotel on Kish, and it was the Hotel Miriam. Airport officials allowed Christine and Dan to view the flight manifests for all flights leaving Kish during the time Robert was due to leave, but his name did not appear on any of the lists provided. So he didn't get a flight out of the the island. And
0: and these are the... Are they saying to her, yes, we detained him? Or are they now saying we never detained him?
1: Uh, they didn't. Well, let me get to that. So okay. they, all, they were also able to view Robert's signature from the
0: hotel checkout bill on March 9th. So he he checks out. Right. And then is just gone. Disappears. And didn't take a plane. So he's right. somewhere right in That's, that country. These These, these flight islands.
1: manifests are showing that he's, he hasn't left. Right. An, you know what I mean? Um, Iranian officials promised to provide an investigative report to the family, but have yet to do so. So
0: they're not saying anything. I,
1: so the reaction from Iran, uh, in a 2008 interview with NBC's Brian Williams, Iranian President Mahmoud Ahmadinejad was questioned regarding Levinson's case and its status. He responded, quote, now this is long, so let me get through what this guy says, right? Okay. There was a claim made some time ago. Some people came over. The gentleman's family came over. They talked and met with our officials and were given our responses. I see no reason for a person who was given an Iranian visa and came into to Iran, uh, Iran, uh, arrived in Iran through official channels, to have problems here. Our security officials and agents have expressed their willingness to assist the FBI. If the FBI has any information about his travels around the world, we have said that we are ready to help, to assist with that matter. There is certain information that only the FBI at this moment has. I'm not an expert in that field, as you might appreciate, so I'm not going to make a judgment here whether that information, as they say, is true and only held by the FBI, or some parties for that matter end quote so he's kind of like hinting here now we're this is 2008 we're yeah. now into the next year and he's but, kind of hinting like listen you all need to talk to the
0: fbi yes <laughs> like don't yes. come fucking come to my don't door come to me but at the same time th- that state-run newspaper indicated that, that he, he was, was held yeah and detained yeah so where are those people that held and detained him right are they now saying no we never held and detained him they're not giving any answers they're not saying anything they're just saying nothing they're saying nothing That's even more, at least say, yes, we did or no, we didn't. Right. So
1: then something else happens in 2008, and this is where it starts to get mucky. Okay. Okay. Uh, In 2008, the CIA paid the Levinson family. So now they got the CIA involved, right? The CIA pays the Levinson family more than $2 million to head off a lawsuit, according to the family attorney, David McKee. It was curious, for sure, like, why would the CIA
0: do that? Yeah, because he's a private citizen no longer working for the feds right? right like he's over
1: there not as a us not, yeah right
0: okay uh-oh but uh-oh is he like a secret mole for the fbi no one knows it's is, <laughs> it is like one of these things like no honey i'm working as a as a gardener but really i'm an fbi agent is it one of these things? it's exactly <laughs> what it is
1: <laughs> it's fucking exactly what it oh, is <laughs> my
0: god girl you could write this shit so but- so <laughs> so this was under the Bush administration. Now, when the CIA does the payout, is that under Bush? Well, no.
1: Well, he Obama's under elected. Bush, but he's in 2008. But, uh, Obama's elected. Right, but he's me... elected,
0: but that's, he doesn't take office until 2009. Right. No, this so is this under, is still under the Bush administration, Bush, but this payout. It's not Bush. No, no, no. You know I what know. What I mean? I'm just trying to think of like yes, where the we timeline. Were. Yes. Yeah,
1: we're over there. War. We're at war. Yes. It's a fucking mess, It's girl. a mess. Okay. So, so we find out then, finally on in 2013 on december 12th 2013 so here we are now years six years later the uh associated press reported that their investigations revealed that levinson indeed had been working for the central (gasps) intelligence agency when he disappeared in iran contradicting the u.s government statement that he was not an employee of the government at the time of the capture Uh, the ap first confirmed that levinson cia ties in 2010 so they were floating this story and other newspapers, like the New York times, finally, when they wrote their article, they had also confirmed this years earlier. So, and the, and the CIA and the FBI were like, Hey, please don't say that. Right. Because, because that's going to put it out more danger. It'll, that's what it'll I'm going to say. Him. Yeah. yeah. So please don't say a fucking thing. Yes. Right. So, um,
0: they waited all those years to put so, this out. Yeah. So maybe, I mean, it makes sense if it's 2008, they're like, yeah, he's just worried about cigarette smuggling from a private yeah. company So that he's And he obviously stuck to his story wherever he is. Yeah. Um so it
1: the problem is this, is that he was on an unauthorized intelligence gathering mission about the iranian government for the u.s government so when his case came when the case came to light inside the u.s government and produced a serious scandal levinson's travel was planned by three cia officials who did not follow the proper vetting (gasps) process or seek the necessary approval for the missions from their supervisors oh no so he was working probably guys he knew this is
0: definitely mucky yeah so probably guys that he knew were like hey
1: can you yeah. go over here and like find out some stuff for us? Like, right. what are you doing?
0: Or now he's or, over there. Or hey, yeah, we got approval for this. Go and do this. Well, who knows who what knows? he knew? Yeah, he doesn't. But he's know over what he there, knows.
1: knowing he's working for the CIA,
0: and now he's thinking pretend. they know I'm here. Yes, they're
1: gonna help me. And then oh, when he gets taken, not... they're like. Oh no! no, We don't know anything about this private company. We don't know this guy's got seven fucking kids, man. He's man like this is fucking. This is a U.S. citizen. Yeah, and they start for 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 years denied that they knew like they should have right off the bat been like, oh 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 oh, 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 this guy's working for us. Get him the fuck out of there. Yeah, didn't do that. So in two thousand eight, so right after it happened, the CIA forced they knew from like. Almost like I don't want to say immediately, but they soon figured it out, the officials there. Yeah. And they uh, forced those CIA agents to turn in early resignations <gasps> and discipline disciplined seven others after an internal investigation determined that they were responsible for sending Levinson on that mission into Iran. Levinson's But meanwhile like we don't know like the no, people no, no, don't no, know no happening. No 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 no. And I can't I maybe I talk about it. I don't remember when I wrote that when I what I have in here, but I think the family does find out eventually. Like yes. I think they well, obviously they got this too. $2 million dollars yeah. so in 2008 they must have been told like sat down and been like here's the thing yeah and when you're a family of an fbi agent I, i'd imagine like, I you understand but i'd imagine I you understand state secrets and you need to be like you know we're gonna do everything we can yes. to get him out we didn't realize he was there these motherfuckers sent him there yes. we didn't know they're gone but well, we're gonna do everything we can but but you can't say anything to anybody oh well, they
0: maybe had a sign because like it an, could put an, him in danger. they maybe had to, to sign something with that money maybe
1: maybe so Levinson's source, when he was on Kish Island, was Dawood Salahuddin. Um He's an Amer- he was an American fugitive accused of the killing of the prominent former Iranian diplomat Ali Akbar Tatabai in uh, 1980. And is this the guy who last saw yes. him? Yes. Yes. Mm. Okay. The exiled Tatabayi was holding meetings of a counter-revolutionary group at his U.S. home at the time. So this guy killed him when he was over in Iran. Uh, it was this yeah. other thing, but this guy's a fugitive and is wanted by the U.S. And Levinson's meeting with him in Kish Island. Oh, like great. You know, obviously he's not there. For, and also, you could, I would think that the Iranian government's got their eye on this fucking U.S. fugitive. And then he, they see him meeting with an American and they're like, who's this what's fucking and guy? And what's going on? Yeah. And he saw him get arrested. So yeah, like, and they
0: know that this isn't, this isn't about cigarette smuggling. Hello, I mean, come on. Hello,
1: not good. Um, so when Levinson wanted what Levinson wanted in that mission remains altogether unclear. So we don't even know like what
0: why oh. he was meeting
1: with this fugitive, what he was trying to get the information. Well, they like,
0: probably know, but they're not releasing. Right. it.
1: like those That's guys prob- must have yeah. must have said, like, "This is
0: why we sent him over there." Mm-hmm. What it's, is the motive for it? It's very uh, interesting.
1: Yeah, so in an interview, uh, in another interview, the new Iranian president Hassan Rouhani spoke of cooperation regarding Levinson's case. He said, "quote We are willing to help, and all the intelligence services in the region can come together to gather information about him to find his whereabouts." More fucking bullshit, like bullshit, yes. bullshit, bullshit, bullshit. On January eighth, two thousand thirteen, the Associated Press reported that quote the quote the consensus now among some u s officials involved in the case is that, despite years of denials iran 's intelligence service was almost certainly behind a fifty four second video and five photographs of Levinson that were emailed anonymously to the family um, the, tra- the, trade cra- the trade craft used to send those items was too good, indicating professional spies were behind them. Hmm. The official said uh, quote, while everything while everything dealing with Iran is murky, their conclusion is based on the u s government 's best intelligence analysis so um, the video they sent had uh, some famous Afghan Afghanistan songs playing okay. to kind of throw off,
0: right? Like where this you is know? happening. Yeah, where where he is.
1: Where he, um, and it, and again, it was like just so. It was just. And so, what what
0: year was this sent again? It was
1: it, that was sent in 2011, I believe. They got the video. I'm going to talk about the proof of life right now. So yeah. that they the family was getting throughout this time, but they oh didn't God. release it to the public until you know, a couple years after, well, we got this, we got this in 2010. Yeah. Okay, so according to the Associated Press, Levinson's family received irrefutable proof of life late in 2010. On December 9th, 2011, the family released a hostage video they received in November 2010. Oh. In the video, Robert appears to have lost considerable weight and repeatedly pleads for help in returning home,
0: oh my yeah. god,
1: it's he looks. It doesn't even look like the same person. I've got the photos on our Instagram. That's terrible. He looks completely terrible. different. um On January eighth, so scary. It is on January eighth, two thousand thirteen. Levinson's family released photos to the media showing the former agent in an orange jumpsuit with overgrown and unkept hair. A family spokesperson told CNN the photographs were received in April two thousand eleven. CNN reported, uh, quote, asked why the family is releasing the images now. More more than 18 months later, the spokesman said the family is anxious that not enough is being done. There is frustration with the lack of progress on this case. Mm. So let's talk about what the U.S. was doing for it to investigate. Um, Again, Bill Nelson was constantly bringing it up. On January 13th, 2009, U.S. Senator Bill Nelson revealed during Hillary Clinton's Secretary of State confirmation hearing that he believes Robert Levinson is being held in a secret prison in Iran he said, quote, the door has been closed at every turn. We think he's being held by the government of Iran in a secret prison. So he kept bringing it up and was saying to yeah. her, like, if you were sworn in, like, you need you to help, help us
0: get this guy out of here, out of there. And what did they, I mean, did they do enough at the end? I don't know. Yeah. I, I don't know. And, you know,
1: the, the family was concerned, too, because he had diabetes, oh you know, God. like he needed, he needed yes. to have care. Yeah. On March 8, 2013, the Obama administration released a statement to mark the 6th anniversary of Levinson's disappearance. Um, Press Secretary Jay Carney said, quote, "...finding him remains a high priority for the United States, and we will continue to do all that we can to bring him home safely to his friends and family, so they may begin to heal after so many years of extraordinary grief mm. and uncertainty. The Iranian government previously offered assistance in locating Mr. Levinson, and we look forward to receiving this assistance even as we disagree on other key issues." Remember, yes. it's a tough time yes. at that time between Iran and uh, of course Secretary of State John Kerry also met with Levinson's um, wife and son to quote, to reiterate the U.S. government remains committed to locating Mr. Levinson and reuniting him safely with his family. I, I, so I would like, just be
0: like, I'm tired of like the lip service. Like, what, what are we doing? Like, you're going to just come talk to me? Right. I, I could understand like the immense frustration yeah. with everyone.
1: Yes, so... There were more statements from the President uh, Rouhani. He said in an interview with CNN's Christine Amapour during her trip to the United Nations General Assembly in September 2013 that they are cooperating in the case. He said, quote, We are willing to help all the intelligence services in the region come together. Like he's still saying the yeah. same things over and over again. Um, and during the Obama-Rouhani phone call on September 27th, 2013, the first communication between presidents of these two countries in 34 years president Obama noted his concern about Levinson's disappearance to Rouhani mm. and expressed his interest in seeing him reunited with his family so he's like it's yeah, like the fact that this was brought up on a phone call yeah. like that is huge yeah it's huge and there's only so much they can do yeah right if they don't know where he is right so then they start offering money because whoever's holding him they want something if we can just get them enough money, if we just make an offer to get something, uh, a little bit of information, they think that they can find out where he is and get him out. So on March 6th, 2012, My birthday, uh, approaching the fifth anniversary. That was completely inappropriate. I'm, this is too heavy for that, Yes. but Hey, um, (laughs) the fifth anniversary of Robert Levinson's captivity, the FBI offered a $1 million reward for Mm. information leading to his safe recovery and return. In addition, a campaign was launched using billboards, radio messages, flyers, and a telephone hotline to publicize his, the, this reward and obtain information about his whereabouts. Um, in conjunction with this, with this announcement uh, or the announced reward, the Society of Former Special Agents of the FBI announced that it was giving the two youngest Levinson children five thousand dollars each to help with their college costs. I know, but, I know. Well, listen, five thousand dollars. I, I, I don't know if he was the only breadwinner, but like he was the contracts that he Still. had with companies. Um, as a private investigator, we're like $85,000 a year. Like he was making money yeah. and he was retired. Like he was making money from that. Like and now he's got his pension. Yeah. And yeah, maybe I'm sure she's getting that right. Okay. Oh yeah. Right. On March 9th, 2015, the FBI increased the reward up to, up to $5 million for information regarding Levinson's wow. whereabouts. Um, on November 4th, 2019, the U S department of state rewards for justice program offered a $20 million oh. reward for information leading to Levinson's whereabouts.
0: So, 20 million. I like, mean, just, that's got to entice somebody. Nothing.
1: Nothing. There were state resolutions. We did, in the Senate, they did resolutions to, like, try to force something to happen. So on May eleventh, two 2015, the U.S. Senate voted on concurrent Resolution 16 for the release of Robert Levinson, which passed in a unanimous decision with, without an amendment. The resolution states that it is U.S. policy that, one, the government of the Islamic Republic of Iran should immediately release Saeed abedini amir Hak- Hakamadi, and jason razini and cooperate with the u.s government to locate and return robert levinson so they have other people yes. right yes. um and number two that the u.s government should undertake every effort uh, using every diplomatic tool as it's at its disposal to secure their release mm. okay so goodness. here we are right this is now in march of 2020 was mm. you know 13 years yes. that he's been gone
0: oh my goodness
1: um so in March 2020, it was reported that Levinson's family and the U.S. government had concluded that it was likely that Levinson had died in Iranian custody mm. before 2020. Yeah. Um, on Monday, March 9th, 2020, the 13th anniversary of Robert Levinson's disappearance, Congressman Ted Deutsch, who his would have been, it was Bob Levinson's uh, congressperson, yeah, issued a statement. He said, "quote." The longest held hostage in American history mm. deserves the full attention of our government Ugh. and securing his family and, it's, and securing his return to his family must be priority. 13 years in far too is far too long for a family to be without their husband, their father and grandfather. I will continue to raise Bob's case with every American official and foreign leader I can. Today, I reaffirm my commitment to the Levinson family to doing all I can to bring Bob home end quote. Wow. And just another reason why I love him. Yeah. I love him. Okay. Uh. On March 7th, 2009, Congressman Deutsch introduced the bipartisan Robert Levinson Hostage Recovery and Hostage Taking Accountability Act Mm. to strengthen the U.S. government recovery efforts of American hostages abroad. On March 4th, 2020, the House Foreign Affairs Committee unanimously passed this bill. Um, on March 25th, 2020, the Levinson family announced that they believe that Robert was dead. They said, quote, we recently received information from us officials that has led them, both them and us to conclude that our wonderful husband and father died while in Iranian custody. We don't know when or how he died. Only that it was prior to the COVID-19 pandemic. End quote. On uh, October 5th, 2020, It's terrible. It's fucking awful.
0: Terrible.
1: 13 years, bro. And then you don't know. You don't know. Um, on October fifth, twenty twenty, a U.S. court ordered the government of Iran to pay more than one point four billion dollars in punitive and comp- compensatory compensatory damages to the Levinson family. Wow! Yeah. Finally, because they have all this proof. Like yes. we have all this proof that you took him and he's disappeared and he's right. gone. You fuck fuck. What the fuck? Yes. Finally, on December 14th, 2020, the Trump administration announced that they had identified and sanctioned two Iranian intelligence officials with whom the U.S. government says were involved in the abduction and, Ooh. quote, probable death of Robert Levinson. The only two people who have been held accountable. And really, all they can do is say, you know, they look, they're, they're fugitives for U.S., they can't come into the country. We're going to, if we find you, you're arrested. Like, they really can't do anything else. Um,
0: but that's the disappearance of Robert Levinson. Wow. Terrible. Girl terrible i know and the fact that 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 he is the secret cia agent i mean which means he should
1: have been protected yes he should have been immediately like and he's by himself like yes. there's no team with him which i'd imagine
0: is what happens if you go do something like that i i i don't know i mean i i don't know like the in and outs of like that kind of operation but i would think that maybe they would bring other people in just to be around just yes. to
1: keep an eye out keep an eye yes. out yes, yes like a you homeland know, have you ever seen s- homeland like yeah. they always have a team somewhere something set up. Yeah. yes.
0: goodness I what know. a good story and what a tragic awful awful thing for that family oh my god i can't imagine oh my god tina oh.
1: i hope that yours is fun well there are some <laughs> fun parts in
0: mine mine is definitely not heavy so okay, that's good that's good <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> i'll do it so today i'm going to tell you the story of former county executive of essex county new jersey mm-hmm. james treffinger so this guy, I'll just, t- I'll just get into it. I feel it. like the name sounds familiar. All right, go ahead. Let's Let's do go. It. In 1994, James Treffinger earned his position as county executive after years of public service. But when the FBI raids his office, mm. Treffinger faces years in prison. Yes. So our story takes place in Essex, Essex County, New Jersey. Uh, Newark is one of like the larger municipalities in the county and another borough. In Essex County is North Caldwell, which you know my favorite show ever takes <gasps> place there. Uh oh. I have to do a little get soprano. Show yourself a gun. Are you saying this? <laughs> <Sopranos. laughs> Go ahead, and do it. So, uh, and I actually heard about this guy on a past episode of Talking Sopranos. Uh, and I believe it was the Pine Barrens episode because Steve Sharippa calls this guy out and <laughs> I'll get to why later on. But I was like, Oh, let me look into this guy. Yeah. So this is the second person mentioned on Talking Sopranos that I looked into. It's so a thank gold mine you. Show. <laughs> thank you, Steve Sharippa. Thank you, Michael Imperioli. Mm-hmm. All right. So
1: you want me to cut that and paste, make a clip and then send that to them Thank via Twitter, right? Thank you. Yes, right? okay, I, Thank you. I
0: will. <laughs> no problem. <laughs> All right. So before I get into details about his crime, I want to give you a little bit of background. So I'm going to focus, of course, more on his political background. Uh, he was an attorney by trade, like a Wall Street guy, and he worked as an attorney up until 1995. So even when he held some early political offices, he still was working as an attorney. And according to Andy Newman's New York Times article, his first political stint was on the Verona City Council in 1980. And then he served as mayor from 1983. And then he kind of moved back and forth where he served as mayor and then he was reelected as a councilman and then he was reelected as a mayor. So kind of he went back and forth uh, through about 1995 serving on the Verona City Council and also, according to Maria uh, Newman's New York Times article, he started off as a Democrat, but in 1986, he switched to the Republican Party. Hmm. And Andy Newman also that's reported... An, that's an interesting time to switch, don't yes. you think? Yeah. Because the
1: geo... I mean, it's Reagan, right? We I mean, were yeah. right in that time. It's a very interesting time to switch parties.
0: He's definitely a, like a fiscal... He's one of these, and, and I'll get into it, but he's one of these fiscal conservative guys, mm-hmm. but he is progressive on like some social issues. Okay which at the time you sort of could be as a republican. Right. Like today. no, yeah. No, like a, the era of this is is over. Um, so Andy Newman also reported that he served on the Essex County Board of Chosen Freeholders beginning in 1992. So first he served on that Verona board, then he kind of moves up to a county board. And now that board is known, I just want to give this little uh, note that then it was known as uh, chosen freeholders, but now it's known as the Essex County Board of Chosen Commissioners. And uh, I read an article by uh, Rassiope who uh, wrote for the New Jersey, wrote this New Jersey article um, that talks about how freeholders harken back to a time when blacks and women were not permitted seats on these boards. Mm -hmm. And so they changed the name to kind of... Move beyond like that, right? Um, history. Mm. So, in 1995, he then is elected uh, county executive. So that's sort of like the top or the top position of okay. that board. And according to Andy Newman's article, he comes in its position after the prior county executive, a Thomas D. Alessio, left the seat due to corruption. And so that's a whole nother thing like that guy goes to jail now he takes that seat oh boy it's just uh, you know i was like everything associated uh around this seat there's so much corruption yeah but i was like oh i'll add him to the list on the left <laughs> to look at another time yeah. so uh he takes <laughs> on the job and at the time he is one of the first republicans to earn that position because this was like this democratic stronghold for mm. a really long time i think it was 35 years before like uh, another Republican had held the seat. Wow! And like I said, though things are a hot mess because that Alessio was knee deep in corruption, mm. and he wasn't handling county business. And Andy Newman reported that Treffinger inherits a hundred and sixty-seven million dollar debt uh, in the county Holy because of that shit. guy. It's huge. It's huge. But within one year, he shrinks that debt. What? Yes, but how does he do it? and He oh, does yeah. it. Come on. What do we do? But doing? well, no, no. He sort of does it legitimately. He, he does it legitimately, but in sort of this, again, the uh, fiscal conservative oh, Republican so cutting, cutting everything. Yeah, yes, yeah. he cut jobs. He hired private rather than public contractors. Mm. He raised tuition. He refinanced and he cut public parks, like that kind of stuff that people are like, "What are you doing?" But
1: yeah, it, it shrunk that debt.
0: Yeah, down. So then in 2000, he runs for a U.S. Senate seat, and he loses. And then he runs again for another U.S. Senate seat in 2002, but he has to drop out because of what happened. Mm, So... Honey. I know. (laughs) What does this guy do? Yeah. All right, so... This is the guy who wants to clean up the mess of his predecessor. And then he's like just as bad. I love that. it. That's it's, my favorite. It's crazy. <laughs> so well, cause, uh, because because they, they have so much to run on. Yeah. They can say,
1: I'm not this guy. Oh, Look yeah. at how terrible he was. Oh, my God. Can you believe this? And I'm going to make sure this is. Yeah. And then here he is. And then they,
0: <laughs> so on April 18th, 2002, the FBI raids Traffinger's office. And according to Brian Murphy's uh, Politics New Jersey article, they take out about 12 boxes of files and a computer. So they're just like in and out taking boxes. And people are like, what's going on? And um, they're just, you know, intrigued by it all. And at the time, the FBI doesn't really release like why they've raided the office or what they may be looking for. Mm. And Trafinger releases uh, a statement that day stating, quote, at all times, mm. both my administration in Essex County and my campaign's her public office have acted legally and ethically, mm-hmm. and I have nothing to hide in either regard.
1: Be I don't know. Last words. Yeah, yeah. You, you might have something that had 12 boxes. I know. You got 12 take boxes at re- all times. It so. reminds me of, uh, Edward Burke in Chicago when I did that story and the FBI comes into his office and they yes. put the brown paper over the windows and they yes. start, they're just rifling they're just through there. everything in the
0: office. Oh, goodness. <laughs> Good so grief. allegedly, according to the disciplinary review board documents, Treffinger makes this deal with a contracting firm called United Goodnight. And basically they gave him $15,000 in political contributions in exchange for no bid contracts
1: and 15,000. That's 15, not even 000. that. I mean, it's a not It's a lot for me, but that doesn't yeah. seem like a lot in muck the muck podcast. Standards. I know,
0: but still it's 15,000. And according to the feds, the contracts were for these sewer repair jobs to the tune of $328,000. Oh, so they dang. didn't pay much, but, but they that got company the return, the return yeah. was good. So in 2000, the feds start looking into United Goodnight, and they learn that Traffinger meets with his buddy, this guy, Michael DeMiro, and he hatches this plan to obstruct the feds and basically insulate himself against the crime. So he sort of gets wind, like they're looking into this company, and he knows that he made this deal with this company. Mm. So he's like, How can I protect myself? <laughs> so he gets DeMiro to coerce the county engineer into falsifying documents and lie Ooh. so that Trefinger wouldn't be caught in his extortion his extortion scheme with this United uh Gnight, uh contracting company. Wow. So that you know yeah, like now you're pushing yeah, it. You know, yes. like you took this money the cover up. Now you're getting other people to lie and yeah.
1: Have have we talked about that before? I feel like I'm now having déjà vu. Like it's not the crime, it's the, it's right? the like, cover up, right? Like it's yeah. the cover up that where you start getting other and people involved. And now you're involved. obstructing
0: an a federal yes. investigation. Yeah, no, 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 no. So in 2001, DeMiro uh starts recording. So so <laughs> this yes. uh, so 2000 they start looking into it. Right, 2002, they've gone and raided his office. But in 2001, DeMiro starts recording mm. these conversations. <laughs> yes. And his cooperation along with these tapes are what help investigators, like, finally get Trefinger. So
1: DeMiro was covering his own ass, too, right? Probably, yes. Because like, he's the yes. one who had the engineer change. Yes, but it was yes.
0: because Trefinger is like, you, I want you to do this for me. Yes. But he knowingly did it. That's the thing. Like, he didn't have to go along with it, right. but he did. But the cooperation goes a long way, yes. too. Yes, yes. Okay. So the tapes reveal Treffinger's plan to obstruct the federal investigation. And this is my favorite part. He even spoke about running for attorney general so oh that my. he could stop the investigation. Oh, my God. Can you imagine like, he, that he Please. is going to go so far to run <laughs> for this other office just so that he can make the investigation disappear? I mean, like you're really like going submitted. to some length. Yeah. You know, the New Jersey <laughs> Hills reports that he said, quote, All this becomes moot if I get made the U.S. attorney. And he said that he and others involved could, quote, rest easy for a long time to come because, quote, then this whole thing goes away. And the New York Times further (laughs) reported that he said there were, quote, Plenty of mobsters to go after. You don't have to go after all these poor politicians trying to ply their trade. Oh. <laughs> and it's like, wait a minute. Like, what? Like, you're going to sit and, and sort of disparage the mob yeah. when you are doing the thing that the mob does, right? He's like, it's listened. all about these contracts. It's all about... He's not a paizan. Dina. Oh, I my mean, this God.
1: motherfucker, he's going to throw all y'all in the Well, he the bus. is a
0: paizan. He is. Yes. Oh. Yes. I'm going to get to that. In a second. <laughs> well, he's
1: not Cosa Nostra.
0: Am I, I using know, any so. of this correctly? Am I saying any of this right? Yeah. He's not, he's not Thank associated you. with the mob, but okay. he is Italian American. So, <laughs> um, I just feel like what makes him any different than a mobster? Like somehow he thinks he's better that, and that when he says that, like these poor politicians, like listen, you don't apply your trade by, 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 taking money to try to like win elections in no. this bad way like that doesn't make you a good politician well it's
1: that when you're in a when you've it's done shady. something wrong you yeah. go well at least i'm not that guy yeah it makes you feel
0: better like you're not doing something so bad i mean, it's, it's, I mean it's give ridiculous. me a break it's a
1: terrible excuse
0: so in october 2002 trafinger is arrested and released on a hundred thousand dollar bond according to the New Jersey Hills and the charges. So there were 20 charges against him and basically it's extortion fraud, obstructing a federal investigation and conspiracy. And so the first five counts were knowingly and willingly defrauding the county and its citizens of money to award this no big contract mm-hmm. um, because now other people don't have the opportunity right. for those jobs. Et cetera. Right. Um Count six, extortion by getting campaign finances from United Gunite. Uh, Count seven, dealt with the ex- obstruction by getting people to falsify and destroy documents. Counts eight and nine and 10 and 11 were additional obstruction charges. And then counts 12 through 14 were the charges regarding his use of county employees. And this was the other thing that he did is that he used... Uh, county employees, and we've seen this happen in some other mucky people where they're county employees and he has them working on his campaign, which Mm. you are not allowed to do. And he did that as well. (sighs) Um, He uses them as campaign staffers. So first he's like, I'm not guilty. But then he ends up taking a deal and the plea deal. And, you know, so much for acting, you know, ethically and legally at all times, Mm. like he said, in that first speech, and according to ronald smothers of the new york times he pleaded guilty to count 7 and count 14 of the 20 counts against him and they accept the the deal okay so one ends up being a reduced charge centering on his offering those contracts to the um, united unite and then the other one was using those employees as political campaign staffers And where he falsified paperwork to hide what he was up to. And they said that that ended up costing taxpayers around $30,000. Like Mm. um, some of the cover up. Jesus. So he doesn't get sentenced for a long. I mean, he had years of prison that he was facing, but he ends up getting sentenced to 13 months in prison. And he, along with others charged in the case, agreed to pay $171,000 in civil penalties. And that's according to the Federal Election Commission. He drops out of that Senate race, uh, of course, (laughs) and then he got disbarred in 2003. Wow. So then Attorney General, Chris Christie, because that's who was going up against When you said he was
1: going to run for Attorney General, I was like, isn't Chris Christie in that place? Yeah, Chris Christie. Yes, yes, yes. So
0: Chris Christie had this to say, quote, it doesn't matter who you are or what position you hold. If you break the law, we Mm. will catch you and send you to jail. And I'm like, Chris Christie, Mm. like, how does this play out in your Trump? Let me tell world? you something. Yeah, he's Chris getting Chris Christie. How does this <laughs> work out for
1: Bridgegate, Chris Christie? Well, he's getting dragged all over the news when they How? Did you see that interview or not an interview he was on uh at MSNBC like commenting about This is before the uh Inauguration before the Capitol insurrection. Yes. And there was a woman, uh, God, I don't, I don't watch those cable news shows, but she was basically like, you know, yeah. that looks so good for you. I never heard you say anything about Trump. You were riding right along with this until mm-hmm. the end here, mister. Like, yeah, she must fucking dragged nice. him, and must i was like, good.
0: be nice to like keep your mouth shut and now get, I, I yeah. can't
1: stand it. It's not going to happen. And P.S. He also was the attorney general in.
0: Papa Cush's case. Yes. Remember that? Mm-hmm. Go back and listen to Papa and Baby Cush. Great episode. All right. So some points of interest. When he was running for Senate back in 2000, he noted, and this is according to Maria Newman's New York Times article, that he supported abortion rights. Mm. And he said he wasn't for criminalizing it. And I just thought that was interesting because, and that's where I was saying, like, he's sort of this yeah. moderate... Uh, republican i appreciate that. that thank you yeah yes but but it's just interesting because today i can't imagine mm. any republican running for office saying that they support a- abortion rights yeah like i really can't
1: well, I, I can I,
0: see democrats who yeah. say that they are anti-abortion yeah you know i can see oh, that absolutely um but in the republican party i don't know if a, a republican can say that and I'm, even hope to hold office anymore I, no they can't I'm worried about uh our 2021
1: legislative session I in Florida know, is coming and they're going we gonna, have a lot to we have, we have so a lot much to be to afraid for afraid of uh, afraid of what's about to happen for Florida. reproductive rights yeah. and uh abortion care and I think that it's going to be a full ban and with that I wonder um is it even an issue that's discussed anymore even among Democrats um i think that it's an issue that should be at the top of everybody's fucking agenda but that's well just we me. gotta we gotta deal with and, this
0: um that's that's why desantis to me is just so dangerous, but like once you ban but,
1: it i mean maybe it's a question more for an expert but once it's banned then what how do we help how do we bring it back how do we make it like let's say we get the house and the, and the senate in florida and the governor's mansion yes what the I fuck think can, you can we do no, no i
0: think you can change that i mean this is outrageous yeah. you could change that policy All right, so another thing I thought that was interesting is Smothers reported in the New York Times that in the year that he was awaiting trial, so remember, he's out on that Mm $100,000 bond, and this is before he pleaded out. Traffinger, he was uh, raised Catholic. He leaves the Catholic Church, and he becomes an evangelical Baptist. What? And during his sentencing, he even said, quote, in the language of my faith, I am a new creation. So he sort of becomes born again, and in 2006... He enrolled in Princeton's Divinity School, and he graduated with a master's in 2009. He currently serves as a pastor at Brookdale Christian Church. What is he happening has, right now? He has YouTube ca- uh, videos of sermons and teachings, and he also teaches at King's College as an adjunct, um, you know, part-time professor, uh, and his course is Legal Issues in Business, <laughs> Legal <laughs> Issues in Business. I just thought that was funny. What in the hell is going on right now? Yes. And you know what's funny is because like I looked him up on LinkedIn and it can show you like when you look someone up if they're like connected, and somehow he's like a third tier connection to me. I have no idea how What? <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. I mean, I did not request a connection, but I was like, Oh, how is that possible?
1: Uh this is so wild. I just thought it was great. I, when you said he was he was changing his religion, I thought this is another one of his long games. Like if I become attorney general and get rid of the case, like yeah, if I change religions, I can find a way way to excuse away this behavior well and, i mean right, he's all like,
0: in because it's years later he's yeah. like he's that's a, why when you he went to divinity church. school i was like what i mean people can change maybe he's i mean this is his Girl, thing i know give me a break so in uh, a 2016 central jersey article this was another thing because you know we've talked about this before andrew ford listed politicians who still collected pensions despite mm. being imprisoned and guess who's on the list wow mm. so uh, the one thing, though, his pens- pension is reduced. So he was supposed to get about thirty five thousand dollars a year, um, but they cut it to five thousand five hundred dollars a year. But still, like something that's still something, yeah, you know, that he's collecting. <sighs> Here is my Sopranos connection. Oh, and this is it on why because I got to
1: tell you, I wish, for the Lord's sake, <laughs> that we had a YouTube of this show all the time. Because oh my God, every time people. That Tina mentions Talking Sopranos, a Sopranos reference. Just saying Sopranos. I know. Your
0: eyes. (gasps) Do they light up?
1: It's like insane. (laughs) It's like glitter comes out of your eyes. Oh my God. Because you're like, and then you get, you lean to the side and you you tilt your head and you're like, here's my Sopranos reference. like, boom, like your
0: face just like lights up. And it's, okay, so Steve Sharippa, who I love, because Steve Sharippa (laughs) will call anyone out. Like he just does it. And I love that about him. Like he does not care. Yes. And so... They and I'm I'm pretty sure it was the Pine Barrens episodes because um David Chase wanted to shoot um, the Pine Barrens and you know Pine Barrens is the one where where it's Paulie and Michael and Christopher and they're chasing, cold chasing the Russian the yes yes yes
1: and they're freezing yes and so, they roll up the carpet or something
0: they yeah, cut the carpet so it's, it's so like yeah carpet it's ridiculous they <laughs> yes. got and like ketchup yes. packets yeah so. um <laughs> <laughs> it's, so, it's so ridiculous so and then the best part I is was like, yeah. Bobby Bacala like shows up and he's in the hunter's <laughs> outfit <laughs> it's so cute all
1: i know is like i could just hear like paulie go i'm freezing my balls oh, off out so, here it's so
0: good and he loses his shoe it's so good oh my god so so david chase wanted oh to shoot pine god. barons in jersey right oh and wait, Tref- wait, I'm, st- wait yeah. please, I'm still laughing
1: don't i can't i'm not gonna be able to hear a fucking thing you said okay i just heard ketchup packets and i'm I- still giggling <laughs> <laughs> i can't laugh it. okay
0: it's so good okay I'll go, all right I'll go, so I'll go. so treffinger he is an italian-american himself and when David Chase, because, you know, you when you're in a city and you want to film somewhere, you have to request, can we film here? Can we yes, shut down a road? Yes. Can we do this? Blah, blah, blah. Permits. Permits, all of that. So they asked Treffinger, and he refuses. <laughs> what? He says, no, because the show poorly represented Italian-Americans. <laughs> and in fact... This piece of shit. I am so mad about this. Because I feel like if you watch The Sopranos, yes, it is depicting the mob but it's 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 not saying the mob is great like it's showing like just just by the way look in the mirror motherfucker like how about that thank you so (laughs) in fact chovi's cheat sheet cites him as saying quote i have no intention of granting a permit for our taxpayer owned facilities for Uh. a profit-making enterprise which depicts an ethnic group in stereotypical fashion can you believe that? So this is where uh, Steve Sharipa is like, listen, there was this guy, James <laughs> Trapfinger. He comes out, doesn't let us film there. And this scumbag got
1: arrested.
0: And it's so good. Could
1: you imagine yeah. they see that story? They're like, look at this guy. Yeah. remember this oh, guy. My oh, my God. God so, I love that so
0: much. So Gina. he calls him out for being a hypocrite yeah. who got arrested. And he's like, you know, you want to talk about bad representation. Look at you. As far as Italian-Americans, yeah. like, it, give me a break. Wow. So I thought that was interesting. So good. And then the last sort of point that I found interesting was his treatment during his arrest. So the ABA Journal reported that allegedly Chris Christie, <laughs> who was, again, then state attorney general, mm-hmm. heard Trefinger say something about his hefty frame on those tapes and that perhaps maybe upset him. So when Trefinger about was a, Chris Christie's about Chris Christie, yes, oh, yes. So my Chris, God, you listening to the tapes. Yes. Oh, that's so, so Treffinger, when he was arrested, they uh, they arrest him at gunpoint. And supposedly they had him shackled in handcuffs for over six hours. But then the U.S. Marshals came out and they were, they were like, oh, no, we're justifying these actions because they said that they were worried that Treffinger may have had a gun. So they needed to use these precautions. Mm. Who knows? I That's love funny. the idea that Chris Christie's like, oh, you want to talk about how fat I am? Guess what? Like, yeah. and they'd like, you know, treat oh him my like God. <laughs> in this intense way. But could you imagine you're all sitting there like around the table with your headphones listening? <laughs> and he's like,
1: oh, Chris Christie's fat ass, yeah. and He's like, well, like, it's so embarrassing. And he's embarrassed because everyone's <laughs> sitting of course, oh, it's so my embarrassing.
0: God. Jesus. All right, so that's the story of the corrupt politician turned pastor, mm. James Treffinger.
1: Honey, yes, wasn't that a fun little story, girl? I needed it. <laughs> it was everything I I needed oh, for my today. God. That was
0: beautiful. I love that he tries to get rid of the Sopranos and then he's oh. arrested. <laughs> oh, how dare you? I know. How dare you? And
1: listen, and it all's well because the episode was. Beautiful oh yes! Anyway, I, mean, so I mean, so funny. It was,
0: it's like perfect. It was
1: one of the lighter. I mean, I know they were chasing yes. somebody to kill them, but it oh, was no, like so one funny. of the better. And, episodes. Um, you
0: know, uh, Steve Buscemi uh, directed that. Oh, yeah. he was so good on that show too. Oh, so good.
1: Oh, what a great show! Yes,
0: got to start rewatching that. That you uh, have to series. listen to Talking Sopranos. I, I call it Talking Sopranos and it drives my. <laughs> <laughs> and, and I'm like, oh, I'm I, oh, Steve on Talking Sopranos and he's like, stop calling it that. <laughs> But I just, I don't know why. I love it's it. It's my little, my little joy once a week. Yes. So We
1: have to hold on to those, girl, yes. because they're fleeting. Yes. Um, here's mine. Uh, I put my roller skates on last night, honey. Oh, my God. And I was skating around my basically like six by six, pla- like uh, <laughs> concrete, you know, <laughs> fucking slab in the backyard. Because the rest of it's like brick, so I can't, like I'll yeah. totally fall in the pool. But uh, I'm going to start roller skating like So, Vanessa, our friend Vanessa, who's on a board with us, or soon to be on, you'll be on the board soon. Uh, she just got these skates that are so fucking beautiful. They're like gold, shiny skates. Joshua Simmons, who I think this might be the first time we're mentioning I him saw on the podcast. Him. I saw
0: him on skates. He, recently. that's like, he's
1: a Coral Springs vice yes. mayor of Coral Springs. Vice mayor. He's been into skating now, probably for a long time, but yeah. like, he just got back into it. And he, you know, we're talking about old school skates. Yes. No, no, uh, these no rollerblades. Uh, rollerblading. But, uh. The four he, wheels. Yes. And he skates and puts videos. He's like, this is how you, you know, this is how I get my joy. It's just so fucking Good and I said and my friend Chelsea is huge into skating and oh so see
0: I cannot skate
1: oh oh my God you have to do I'm I'm starting a skate night we're totally going I I texted Chelsea can I use the
0: little walkers that they have yes honey I mean. <laughs> you can hold on to the wall because it's I need be the like, walker I can't do it yes <laughs> I'll break so I got my, my st-
1: because of the three of them I'm like I'm getting my skates I'm oh getting my, skates. my I took them out I have white skates with hot pink wheels. So cute. We're living, and I so I said uh, I said oh Chelsea said we have to start a skate night and I was like yes I said is Galaxy open because you know oh my god the Gold Coast isn't hilarious. open anymore <laughs> yes so she said yeah Thursdays is Throwback Night no <laughs> honey could you imagine like Let's skating to like this eighties like mega beats oh, oh here my son just are. walked in and showed everyone showed Tina my skates yes. no 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 dirty dirty yeah. don't put them on the table I was
0: never good at, at skating I always had to hold oh, onto the wall and I was like it. you know. Clunky. I'm a clunky. I, skater. I can't
1: do the crossover where you cross your feet when you do that turn. I know Chelsea can do it. I've seen her do it, um, but I love it. So <gasps> we are going to do it. So Thursday's a throwback night at Galaxy, oh, and I'm my like, God. I'm here for it. So I'm, I mean, I said, have you? Uh, she hasn't been since COVID, so I'm sure we wear masks. Yes. I'm sure it's fine. Yeah, I don't know how many people go skating Who's on a Thursday night on a Thursday, and night. so I'd invite just this handful of people. Yes. Oh, 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 oh! Barefoot Lobo. When I put this post up on my Instagram yes. story, he's like, My daughter has skates. I'm like, Tell her to come. She's so start a playlist. Like, let's get this thing going. Oh, that and would be fun. That would be awesome. Yes. So that is what is bringing me so much joy. And I love also, it. all these outdoor things, I Yes. Love it. have to do it, right? Um, also, I walked for a candidate yesterday, canvassing. So, if you're wherever you are right now, some cities have March elections. Please pay attention if your city has a March election. It could be it could be candidates, it could be a a new ordinance that they want to pass. Whatever it is, did you guys do lit
0: drop or or door knock? You could knock if you felt comfortable,
1: or Um, you could just drop lit, or you
0: could just drop lit because I think I want to do it next week. I was gonna do it, but then we went and bought furniture. Oh, for our bedroom. And I got to tell you, we've never, we've been married for a long time and it was, we're like hand-me-down books. <laughs> Me, like, honey, that's what my whole bedroom's so, hand-me-down stuff. I, how many times I've said I need yeah, a new bedroom set? We've never bought, so we, my, my, I was like, I'm going to go do this cannon and he, he was like, well, let's go look at furniture. So I was oh, like, girl, okay. If they want to go get furniture, you go. Yeah. You know so what I'm saying? I well, ended up doing that. Well, instead. you can
1: go, they're going to do it every Saturday. Yes, so I, I, yeah,
0: I reached out to his campaign manager, Nancy.
1: Yeah. who I called yesterday afterwards. And she's was, great. She's fantastic. And so Joshua Rydell, he's running for coconut Creek, to be reelected in coconut yes creek, and we have to support these candidates yes. we have to just it's basically putting door
0: hangers on doorknobs yes
1: and I don't live in coconut creek but I believe in Josh Rydell he's a big supporter yes. of our podcast he sends me I'm stories excited to go out and I'm yes. excited
0: and I like to bring my kids with me yeah. and so they were a little under the weather so next week I might yes. bring can, one or both
1: and they help it it helps get it done faster too yeah. if you have two people um but Nancy Fry, who is a good friend of ours, yes. she was on a board with us before. Um, she's running his campaign. Yeah. And I called her afterwards and I said, Listen, you know I'm here to support Josh, but I'm also here to support you. I'm so fucking proud of you. Like I'm so, so excited for her and she's amazing. So organized. Organized mother, yes. hardworking. Oh my god. She's so she I'm here for it. She's great. Yeah. And we got to support people who are good for our community. Yes. And good for good Democrats. And our surrounding community. Even though it's nonpartisan, we all know what's going on right now. So <laughs> we have to do it. We have yeah. to do it. And there's lots of people in South Florida and Broward County who are running.
0: So we have to just start. Yep. And if you can't go walk, give them money or give a phone call. Like I reached out and I said, what's going on with phone banking, text banking? Yeah. And it's in the works. So let's do it. You know, you know me. I'll sit on the phone for two hours and to call people. And, and these seats are important
1: municipalities because this is the stepping stone to the next thing. Yes. And believe me, the uh, douche Lamarcas of the world Ugh. go from a city to a county to yes. the fucking state house yeah. where they're torturing me. Yeah. So let's all get it's together important. and cut these motherfuckers off at the knees and make sure they're not put into city seats. Let's do it. That's my mantra cut them off at the fucking, (laughs) like a real soprano pie. I love it. All right. Well, listen, that's a great episode anyway. And I love seeing your beautiful face every Sunday. All right. The end. Bye. Bye. Bye.
0: If you want to see any photos or take a deeper dive into our stories, please follow the episode notes on our website, themuckpodcast.fireside.fm. And be sure to follow us on Instagram and Facebook at themuckpodcast. To support the Muck
1: Podcast, please visit our Patreon page. We have three levels of support and different goodies for each level muckraker, policy wonk, or bleeding heart. We can't do it without you. Music for the Muck Podcast written and performed by Sean Docherty.